You're listening to the Digital Data Cafe podcast, where we talk about everything data-driven in your world. Join us each week to hear from the world's top business and industry leaders on why using data in a digital world matters. Here's your host, Albert Thompson. Good afternoon. Another episode of the Digital Data Cafe. I am your host, Albert Thompson, CEO and founder of Driven IQ. Uh, I'm with my guest and uh, amazing journalist, Mr. John Keller from Auto Digest. John, thank you for joining. Thank you for having me. Thank you for having me. I appreciate the opportunity. No, you're, you're, you're very welcome. And uh, it's exciting, actually, right? Because this is kind of a reverse in kind. Um, you recently just did a, a really nice article for um, for Driven IQ, where you uh, shared some of our story about what we do and how we're using data to really build that 360 degree profile of how businesses um, are identifying their customers. So thank you very much for that. Yeah, you're welcome. A lot of unique, unique stuff going on in the industry right now, and you all are on the, the leading edge. Well, I, I appreciate that, man. We're, we're doing the best that we can. Um, but on that note, it, it's interesting that you said that, right? So um, one of the things that actually made me excited about, you know, connecting with you and um, wanting to talk about Auto Digest is mm-hmm. that you're actually really trying to get ahead of, um, you know, the in industry in terms of uh, industry knowledge and, you know, startups and, you know, what's really making the, the industry move and groove uh, from a journalistic standpoint. So, um, why don't you tell uh, the listeners today a little bit about, you know, John Keller and who you are and, and, and what, what you're up to? Yeah. So uh, from a small town, Kentucky, grew up and nobody in the family was into cars. Um, I was kind of the first one. It's not like some long lineage of, uh, of owner, dealership owners or whatever, uh, but started in late 2020 at a Mercedes dealership in, in Louisville, Kentucky, actually. Um, just doing product knowledge and, and helping the sales team. But after being in the industry for, for, you know, close to two years now, I realized how much is out there that's not on the retail side. Uh, and then how much, how much change is happening um, away from that scene also in that, but, but what, what appealed to me was seeing the stories like yourself or, or uh, the other people, third parties that are supporting dealerships or OEMs suppliers that are really leading the edge for providing the products that ultimately get sold at dealerships. No, that's great. And, uh, and so you yourself had some retail experience at the Mercedes dealership. Why don't you uh, to share your experience and, and what it is that you actually did at the store there? Yeah, so it was the it was actually kind of a really lucky opportunity. So I interviewed it at different ones, uh, just looking to make some spare change. I'm in college currently, but it worked out. So I got offers from different dealerships, but a mentor that I have, and I, I mentioned this whenever we spoke That's on the right. phone, yep. and I'll, I'll call him out. Is his name is Ashley? Uh, he works at a uh, uh, a dealership for Bentleys in Florida, sells Bentleys and Rolls Royce, and he's been kind of my mentor in the automotive industry for going on, I guess, two years now since that initial conversation. He said, "Go with Mercedes. They're going to have you. If long term, you're going to develop the right skills, be surrounded with the right people." the quality of people that's not only going to help you in the retail side of sales or whatever you want to go into, but, but also those connections. Um, and yeah, so spent some time there and, and, and I'm up in Ann Arbor, Michigan now helping the center for automotive research. Um, 
as I mentioned, well, well it's, it's, it's fuzzy there, but I guess the, the Center for yeah. Automotive Research, so what is that? What is the Center for Automotive Research? What, what, what kind of research are you doing up there in Ann Arbor? Yeah, so we, it's, it's a lot, they, they have a lot of variety. Um, some of it's, some of it's private, some of it's government uh, contracted, but it's the only nonprofit research firm automotive wise in the nation. Really? And it was tied to the University of Michigan up until uh, 01, I believe. And then they split off and, and it, it, it's a nonpartisan way of doing things, right? Because if, you know, there's some other research firms that are tied to universities. I think Clemson has one, um, all the OEMs have their own, I'm sure. But you, with the right kind of things, you don't want bias. So that's what we provide. Interesting. Well, and on, on the side note, so while you're doing automotive research, you're also doing automotive journalism, right? So yeah, that's um, my passion. That's your passion, right? We talked about that. So I think, you know, one of the things that a lot of the listeners might want to hear about is, you know, this new auto digest that you're starting up. Great name, by the way. I think it's going to have uh, uh, some definite brand opportunity there, but you're, uh, yeah. you're doing stories. But I think one of the things that makes it really unique, right, is, is your niche. Your niche is not like every other automotive journalist, which is why we're here to talk about it today. So tell us, what's so special and unique about auto digest? Precisely. So... You know, I've been brainstorming, starting a, a automotive blog of some sort for, for probably over a year now, right? But the the content is it's so saturated. There's there's a million different blogs. There's a, a million different ones on automotive in particular, but most of them are going to have stories about the new M3 or the new you know AMG or the new Lamborghini, and it's all it's all about product information um, from the OEMs. Nobody's covering people like yourself, nobody's covering the driven IQs, the stories of these companies that support the automakers and so they're, they're kind of suppliers. Um, and I use the analogy earlier, right? You have the OEMs and if, if the industry as a whole was uh, analogous with a car, you know, the OEMs would be the body and then all the suppliers would be, um, and people like yourself with the wheels that keep that car moving forward and keep this giant behemoth um, um, progressing. And nobody's telling those stories. So that's what I'm here to do. Well, I, you know, I, I love that because, um, you know, obviously there is a lot of moving parts in the industry, right? From tier one to tier two uh, to aftermarkets, uh, you know, um, warranties. I mean, there's just so many different pieces of the puzzle that make this industry as a whole. Well, for me, exciting, um, uh, but, you know, unique and, and different. And there's a lot of those stories that aren't being told. So, you know, that's really exciting about what, you know, Auto Digest can bring to the uh, to the world, right. In terms of, of some of that information. Um, so with that said, you know, how did you get into journalism and, and why did that become a passion of yours? You know, what, what drives you and motivates you in this area? Well, because I love, I've always loved, uh, the, the when you, when you meet somebody and they're, they're passionate about something, you want to feel like you can learn from that and be a part of it. Right. And, a great way to do that's journalism, covering people's stories, where they came from, why they got in the industry that they did, uh, whether it be, you know, data analytics like yourself or, um, you know, autonomous driving, you know, electrification, battery management systems, whatever it is, there's a reason they do that. And there's a reason they're passionate about it. And it's deeper than just money most of the time. And if you find the right people and that's that's what I'm here to learn from. That's who I'm here to provide information for, for other readers and, uh, and ultimately make the industry a bit more supportive. <clears throat> I will hundred uh, percent attest to that. There is definitely a motivator and a, and a driving force behind it. And, and typically a lot of the founders that I meet with 
Um, it, it's a lot deeper than just it's the monetary gain, right? There's a reason why we're doing it and there's a passion and a purpose behind it. Um, and so I, I think you're spot on with that. So let's talk about some of the differential type of stories that you might cover as opposed to say uh, a car and driver, right? Um, so if you're going to do a blog or an article, would you cover a dealership or would you cover, and, and what kind of story might you write? Yeah. So anything, anything that, that really is on the, the cutting edge of, of whatever in the industry, and it, you know, a great example is Tesla, you know, obviously they've been covered at length. You know, there's, there's more information on Tesla than, than probably uh, there was information on anything 30 years ago, like total, but um I would cover if a dealership's doing something unique, right? I saw a story um, about the, the first dealership doing a transaction in the metaverse, which is yes. crazy. Yes. And you, you said you may, you may yeah, know something no, about that. No, I, I think I, I saw that, right? That's, um, that's yeah. with our guy, Brian, Brian Kramer. Brian Kramer, um, you know, I, I actually jokingly call him the father of the, the automotive metaverse. Like he will literally really? go down as the, the father and, and pioneer behind um, the metaverse in, in automotive retail. So so you saw that um, recent post. That's something that might be of interest to you. Yeah, I read about that. Um, and then if if somebody's doing, you know, it, it, any anything that's that's new in the dealership groups, because most of them, most of these dealership groups are old, antiquated. They don't even want to think about a service, a new service like you have dropped in. I mean, that's just like that's 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 a cardinal sin of dealerships, right? Giving the power to the consumer sometimes. But um, the ones that are leading the curve on 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 customer service and these new things, then they they have a lot more value than the ones who don't. It's becoming increasingly obvious those who do do not. No, a absolutely, one hundred percent. And so, I mean, I guess you know, for, for those out there listening, um, you know, what are some of the goals for Auto Digest? I mean, we talked about you know being able to cover cutting edge, being able to cover you know um, unique and and niche stories that are driving the industry and propelling uh, you know us forward as a, as a whole, not just the OEMs but the wheels, as you put it. Um, so, so what would you say are, are the goals right now that, that are driving auto digest? What propels you? Yeah. So if somebody, if somebody gets on, gets on Google and searches up, uh, new things in the automotive industry, it's likely going to show up some, some articles, you know, very technical from automotive news or whatever. And those are great, great stories, but it's not going to have much, um, personality to it. Much, much of a, of a, of a deeper story or meaning. So that's what I'm here to do. And, and people, it's, it's ultimately right. It's all about the learning and, and yeah. That's great. And I think it is, it's always about learning and, and, you know, we have such a small industry. I always try to say it's, it's incestuous, right? So it's like, um, you know, believe it or not, John, and, and the more and more you get into the industry, the more you'll realize how small it actually is. You know, it's, yeah. we talk about Brian Kramer we talk about, yeah, you, you'll see it's just, we're very interconnected. We're very interwoven. Um, so that's a good thing. That's part of the appeal of it. No, it, it really is. And I, I think what's exciting about where you're going with what you're doing, um, as you write about those wheels that are driving the industry, um, yeah. you're going to, you're going to maybe potentially be that, you know, common denominator of, of that with auto digest. So that that's exciting, um, for you, but, um, what, what are some of the things that, that really motivate you? I know we talked, um, you know, earlier and, and one of the things that you really are a big believer and a big proponent on, um, as am I. Uh, as far as, you know, from like a, one of the things that's happening in the industry, right, is the, is the preservation of, of the retailer, right? You know, yeah. we, we see Carvana, we, we see CarMax, we see these big, you know, digital retailing giants 
um, you know, really starting to, to take hold of, of the uh, of the market. You know, what are your thoughts on the preservation of the consumer to the retailer? Yeah, so uh, the on so many levels, the dealership has a lot of value to to people and the community that they're in. You know, I, and I'm not ingrained. I don't own a dealership, you know, but I just see the value for what it is and what they they are. And they're, they've existed for as long as they have for a reason. Right. This isn't a completely broken model. And you can shove all these new, uh, you know, the marketing teams of Carvana and, and, and all this money can can try to force that upon the industry as much as they want. But the fact of the matter is still that the car is the second most expensive thing that anyone's going to purchase in their life, usually unless they, you know, have a yacht or a helicopter. Um, right. But it's not, it, there's a bit of emotion to it. And, and just like, just like stories like yourself, right? It, the, the car is not strictly an appliance. And it doesn't have to be. You know, I 100% agree with you. And, and I got to tell you, I think there are certain things, um, and I say this all the time, I think there are certain items that when we purchase, it just does not have to be an Amazon-like experience. Um, you know, yeah. th- it does not have to be one click to purchase a car. It doesn't have to be one click for everything. Um, mm-hmm. and, and I'm a big proponent that there might be areas in the industry in terms of the consumer car buying journey that might need to be, you know, tweaked and, and refined, right? Yeah. That, yeah, I'm sure there's some uncomfortable parts of the negotiation process. You know, um, you mentioned it, so, you know, I'll, I'll talk about it, but DriveBid, right? We're launching a consumer trade platform um, nationally that's going to actually hopefully help solve for some of those problems, which are the the sticky parts, right? Which are, <laughs> hey, I'm not a huge fan of going and visiting six dealerships to try to negotiate, you know, the best price for my car. Um, or maybe I don't want to necessarily have my vehicle, you know, posted um, on a trade platform tool to get 16 dealers to call me to try to convince me that they're going to give me the best price. Right. But if we can solve for some of those sticky points and we can make that a, you, you know, a better buying process, but still then engage that dealership at the end of the process, I think, and I'm a big believer in this, um, I believe that consumers will still want to come look, touch and feel and drive their vehicle. I do. Yeah, it's the the whole landscape is all getting more competitive, but dealerships in particular, because they have these new these new entries to the market. But the ones who, who do harness the power of technology and do prioritize the overall business goals are going to succeed. And I think they should they should stay around. Um, and the ones who don't, you know. They'll ultimately, uh, they'll ultimately scale back and, and slowly start to go away. But uh, for the ones who have the right recipe, I don't think that recipe is inherently broken. No, I agree with you 100%. So, um, you know, I, I guess that kind of leads to, to, to the next question. So, um, you know, if I'm listening here today and I'm, you know, uh, listening to the auto digest opportunity. Maybe I'm a retailer. Maybe I'm a vendor. Maybe I'm a, uh, a third party uh, automotive marketplace. And, uh, you know, I, I want to get an opportunity to have auto digest reach out to me. W- what do I do? Well, you start with doing something that is unique and that you're proud of and that your, your competitors are not doing because you're not going to garner the attention of somebody like myself. If you're just going about Monday through Friday, clocking in and clocking out. And number one, you shouldn't be doing it for me. You should be doing it for your employees, right. <laughs> you know, but if you are doing something that you, you are proud of and that you believe is unique, then reach out to me. Um, I'll give, I'll provide all my contact information, the website, just look up auto digest. Um, but just reach out and, and we'll talk and I'll share your story with those, those other people. 
Excellent. So, uh, so is it just uh, editorial written uh, articles or can somebody contract you for blog writing services or SEO services or what are some of the other services that you might provide with, uh, with what you do? Yeah, so the, the, the meat and potatoes of it is the, the editorials and those long form stories. But as, as it evolves and as I realize what people want, uh, you know, it's all, it's all up in the air, right? Money talks. But uh, if, you, if you have a blog and you, and you need somebody to write, then, then reach out to me. I'm not totally opposed to it. But again, it's going to have to be something that uh, is not, you know, it's not just, I don't want a, a technical article or a journal, right? I'm not a, a through and through researcher. So do it for yourself, do it for your employees. Um, and, then, and then once you get through that, then, then I think you're, you're on the path to success in a lot of ways. Well, John, I'm excited uh, to, to see where you go from here. I'm sure that our listeners are as well. Um, you know, congratulations on, on your auto digest. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm hopeful that you're going to have many, many, many more articles written. And, uh, and thank you again for the opportunity of being on the podcast today. Yeah, it, it, it'll happen. And I'm, uh, I love the direction. So thank you for having me on. Yep, thanks. Congratulations. Yes, sir.